Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is December the 14th, and our chapter for today is 2 Peter chapter 1. Now, 2 Peter is the kind of letter that 2 Timothy was to the Apostle Paul. It was his swan song, his last letter before he sealed his testimony with his own blood. You see, the Lord had told Peter how he was going to die. And indeed, that is how he did die. And so Peter brings this up and reminds his readers that it's only going to be a short time and he is going to put off the tent. Same kind of language Paul used in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, why would they use that kind of language? Because you and I are sojourners. We are only pilgrims passing through. We are headed to a country and a land that is different as night and day than the one in which we're living. It's a land of perfection, of bliss, of beauty, of holiness, of righteousness, and Jesus himself will be there. And all of those who have followed Jesus, followed the Messiah, trusted God down through the years. And so Peter is writing and saying, I'm not long for this world, but I want to remind you of the things that are important. Remember, this is what Paul did as well. He talked about the Word of God. He talked about salvation. He talked about the coming of Jesus. All of these things the Apostle Paul spoke of in the same light. Now think about it. The Apostle Peter said, I want you to understand how important the Word of God is and how important your personal relationship with Jesus really is. This is why he said in verse 10, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. I believe that the most important question that anyone needs to answer is, now listen, this is every one of us. There are a lot of people that listen to this podcast day in and day out. Many listen to it from time to time. If you're listening to this podcast, please understand the most important decision you will ever make in your life is a decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ to be born again, to be saved, to be redeemed. You take any scriptural word or concept that you want to use, but you must make sure that you have a personal relationship with Jesus and remember that personal does not mean private. A personal relationship, that is, you're not going to heaven based upon the fact that your father, your mother, your wife, or your husband, or your mom or dad, sons or daughter, no matter who they are, they're not going to be able to have a relationship for you only for themselves. And so a relationship with Jesus is something incredibly personal. 
And this is not something that you leave to chance. If you're not sure beyond any doubt at this moment that if you were to close your eyes in death that you would wake up in the presence of Jesus, then stop what you're doing right now. Don't even go another step. Don't listen to another second of this. Just stop it, pause it, and say, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Come into my life and save me right now. Please forgive me of my sins and take me to heaven when I die. The rest of my life belongs to you. I surrender everything I am to you. Whatever words you want to use, there has to be the concept of you understanding that you can never work your way to heaven. You can never do one thing that would commend you to God as far as making you righteous, declaring you righteous. You're a sinner. You've sinned. You've messed up. And if you sin and you don't keep the whole law, the whole law, be perfect then you're going to be separated from God forever. So ask God to forgive you. Give him your life. Surrender the rest of your life to him. That's what repentance is. You no longer own your life. You give your life away to Jesus. If you've never done that, you must do that and make sure of that right now. Now, God will do his part, but you must turn from your own selfishness, your own works, your own righteousness, and trust God alone that he is the only one that can save you. Now, when that takes place, you have to trust God's word, not some experience, not something you felt, not something you experienced. You have to trust God's word because experiences will fool you and the devil can use those to fool you. I'm not trying to get you to doubt. I'm just telling you the only way that I know that I'm going to heaven is because I am trusting what God told me and what God promised me. That if I repent of my sins, if I turn from seeking to save myself and trust my own good works or my own righteousness, but trust solely in him, I'd be saved. Because he said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if I would believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, that he is my Lord, he's my savior, he is my boss, I have given my life to him, that I would be saved. And so I'm just trusting God. So if I stood before God and he said, why should I let you into my heaven? I couldn't give him anything that I've done. I would just have to say, because you said if I would trust you, you'd save me. Without any doubt, I know that he would say, welcome into heaven, welcome into the joys of the Lord, because you've trusted my word. You've trusted what I have said. And that's exactly why Peter goes from salvation to the validity of the word of God. Verse 16. For we do not follow cunningly devised fables. The word is muthoi, where we get our word myths. We've not followed Aesop's fable. The Bible is not once upon a time. This is not some myth or some fable. This is not some Greek mythology. These are the very words of God. We didn't follow cunningly devised muthoi. The word cunningly devised is only used twice. That word is only used twice in the New Testament. Once Paul wrote to Timothy and used that word, and here Peter writes to the churches of that Greco-Roman first century world. And he says, look, we followed something that is greater than what our own experiences were. You see, Peter goes on to describe, they saw and were eyewitnesses. He, James, and John were taken up into the Mount of Transfigurations, what we called it was around the Mount Hermon area in northern Israel, what is on the border with 
Israel and Syria and Israel and Lebanon today. That's that Mount Hermon region. Jesus would have been in that area when he would have been transfigured before Peter, James, and John. And it says, we beheld his majesty, his glory. For he received, talking of Jesus from God the Father, honor and glory with such a voice that came to him from excellent glory. You remember when they went up into the mountain apart. Jesus just took Peter, James, and John, and the Bible says his garments were transformed before them, and he was transformed with the glory he had before he ever came to earth, and with the glory that he would have after his resurrection and ascension. But the Bible says that Peter and James and John experienced this. They heard the voice saying, this is my beloved son. Hear him. They saw his glory. They witnessed two supernatural figures. That's right. Moses and Elijah coming and speaking with Jesus about his echodas, about his exodus, about his death, his coming death. And it says, they heard with their own ears in verse 17, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. We heard the voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. In other words, God spoke and they experienced what they did at baptism of Jesus and then at his transfiguration. So he goes on to say, more than those experiences, more than our eyewitnesses, you say, wait just a minute. Are you telling me that the written word of God is more sure than eyewitnesses? Well, of course, that's what I'm saying. All you have to do is live long enough to be eyewitness to something and someone else be eyewitness to something and someone else be eyewitness to something. If three people witness the same thing at exactly the same time and pretty much from the same viewpoint, if three people witness that, there'll be five or six different accounts because those people will change their mind when they remember something a little bit different. Every one of them would see something just a little bit different. All to say, people doubt if they really experienced, saw what they saw, heard what they heard. But the Word of God is so sure that it's more sure than an eyewitness account. He said, so we have a prophetic word confirmed, affirmed, that's made sure, which you do well to heed as light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. He says, knowing this first, that no prophecy, that is no word of scripture is of any private interpretation. Now you can translate that a couple of different ways, but what that means is it doesn't come from private origin. It doesn't just come from a man deciding I'm going to write down scripture. No, it says for prophecy never came by the will of man, by man just making a choice to say, okay, I'm inspired now to write this. But holy men of God, great men of God, holy, spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, the word move there is just not the ordinary word for move. It's the word, base word, Pharaoh, P-H-E-R-O, Pharaoh. And in this context, it means that they were picked up and carried along. In other words, the Word of God, some of it is actually dictated. We know that from the account of Moses and others, that God says, write this down, and God just dictated it out word for word. And most times, God took the author, whoever it was, the writer, and he prepared them. He prepared their life experiences. He prepared their skill set. And he guided them, superintended them, if you will. He carried them along by his spirit so that what they wrote down were the very words of God. You see, 
Jesus said that every jot and every tittle will be fulfilled. A jot is the smallest letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It is a yod. It's a Y sound. And the tittle is just an accent mark, so to speak, on a letter. If you have a bait and a calf, those look almost identical, except one has a little tail, a little step on the bottom of the bait. And that little step, that little tittle on the bottom of the bait is the difference between a calf and a bait. And Jesus said the least little tittle will be fulfilled. In other words, God says my word is so accurate that the smallest letter will be fulfilled. In other words, the very letters are inspired, not just the words, but the very letters. That's right, because letters make up a word. Now, I'm telling you that because the words of God are sure. They're more sure than our eyewitness experience, our listening and hearing something, because whether you realize it or not, you can think you hear something, and if you have a preconceived idea about what you're hearing, odds are you're not going to hear exactly what the hearer is saying. But let's say you do. There is a chance that you might begin to question that, but the words of God are written down so that you can try them, test them. You can research them. And the more you do, the more you will see that God's word is true. So as we go through Second Peter, we're going to find out that God gave an incredible revelation in his word. Now, primarily, this word that he's talking about, remember, is the Old Testament. And so the question is, is the New Testament just as inspired as the Old Testament? Well, for that, you'll have to listen to the next On the Way with Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.